and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I am not Luke. I'm Ryan. And I am joined by Ben. What's up, Ben? I am also not Luke. Yes. Okay. Luke uh, Luke made the smart move. Uh, tonight's his anniversary, right? He's, uh, he, you know, Luke is keeping the home fires burning, which I yeah. view as the most important thing you can do. Well, as my wife likes to remind me, uh, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And I think and- Luke Luke does enough soccer related things uh, throughout yeah. the week that I think he Susie deserves uh, more than one day a week, but she gets tonight. So oh, yeah, there you go. And uh, we are in different places because uh, my lovely wife has book club. Well, hey, you know what? Good for Leslie. That's awesome. I know. I just also like to add, since she definitely doesn't listen to this, that. Uh, the person who invited her was friends with me first, and I have been for years been interested in participating in a book club, but did not get the invite, um, in part because it's an all-women's book club. But Leslie's loved it, and it's been a lot of fun, so I'm very happy for her. I mean, you know, it, it also requires you to have to read books, so... Uh, I, you know, I'm okay with that, though. It depends what the book is, you know? Like, hopefully it's I, good stuff. Yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a new... Uh, I have a new soccer book that I'll read and I'll write a review of. Uh, I haven't actually gotten it yet, but I'm aware that it exists and I'm very okay. excited. About it. Which book is this? Um, I don't remember the name of it, but I, I got uh, a podcast I listened to called popular front um, okay. has an episode uh, entitled something of like how football ultras are shaping political movements around the world. Uh, and I was like, Oh, this is super interesting, but also very random for this podcast which is usually about current events um and so i looked it up and and the author has written a book on a similar topic is it called among the ultras something like that <laughs> yeah i think it is actually i assume I it's think I, it I is, it think is i read that book is it good yeah, yeah it's very good book it goes to like different goes to different places in the world like south america and europe and like interviewed uh interviewed a bunch of different like groups of ultras and leaders and people in different movements, like r- super right wing, super left wing all over the place. Uh, nice. Actually, uh, Vic, uh, uh, a board member for Omaha parliament actually recommended the book to me, uh, last year sometime. So I bought it off Amazon. Very good book. Anyway. Nice. Well, maybe, um, uh, maybe you could lend me your copy. Uh, I would be very happy to do that. It just sits on a bookshelf. So, that'd um, be great. Yeah. Um, well, and so, titled off of one of the best uh, books, soccer books of all time, Among the Thugs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I Which, think actually, I think it was titled something different internationally. Uh, the the book we were just talking about. <laughs> and for the Americans, they named it this, which I'm sure is probably why they did that. So people had the connection to it. But well, do um, you remember that ESPN article, Among the Chugs, that was about uh, the $1 beer night at Phoenix? That was... Yes, yeah, you know, that's we're gonna see how far they're gonna see how far they can take that title without uh, completely burning people out on it. Um, yeah, and you know that at this point, this Riley's gonna title the show. Oh, miles among the miles. That's what we call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, miles is going in his crate. Give me uh, one minute here. Yeah, you're good. I'm gonna actually take this uh, since we're plugging podcasts. Um, it was a bye week for the team, so who gives a hoot took a bye week? Um, and so during our bye week, I actually did a guest spot on Walkin' 90, 
um, with, with Elliot and Ebony. Um, so I had a good time talking with them. They do a live show. Uh, the, the video's still up on YouTube, and I'm guessing at some point they're going to get the audio up on podcast uh, apps. I haven't seen it up yet, but um, uh, Kyle Carr was not able to be there for the recording because he was watching the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, mm. And so I, I filled in. It was a lot of fun. I, I apparently was their first white guest host so uh, or guest, so that was – that was. Uh, a very random uh, <laughs> thing to be a part of. And I also told them that uh, I'm one of three generic white guys that hosts this pod. So yeah, um, any of us would have, but uh, no, I was glad you did that. And uh, maybe after this pod comes out, we'll, we'll make sure to tweet out a link. Um, so yeah. all, you know, devotees, uh, all the members of Buho nation can uh, be sure to listen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a good time. We just, I mean, they just talked just strictly USL one. So I got to talk about a few other things besides just what's going on in our world, which was uh, fun and different to do. So yeah, it was cool. Um, so because we didn't play last week, uh, we don't have a game to worry about, game to um, to break down or anything like that. Uh, I know you have some questions. The one thing that I just wanted to throw out there was, even though we had a bye week. Uh, it was actually a pretty productive week for Omaha because the teams right below us did themselves no favors in the table, uh, both getting draws and therefore not gaining anything on us really at this point. Um, so maybe I have some questions about that. Okay, well, so should we get into your questions that I assume also have to do with our upcoming match on Friday, which is why we're recording on a Tuesday? Exactly. Well, let's, uh, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it. First one on you. Okay. All right. We drew with Chattanooga. It's yes. on July 3rd. This is July 12th, 10 or so days later. Uh, we got one point. Is that a win loss or a draw in your book? Oh, I, so I take it as a win and Part of this is skewed because of what Jay said after the match, um, <laughs> which is the, and it was a great point, but those guys held on for 90 minutes. You know, we gave up a trash goal in the what 93rd minute or whatever it was. Um, that, that goal was just absolutely one of those ones that I think you and I talk about all the time on the berm that we dread, which is that ball's just bouncing around in the box you know, we the, the one time that we need just somebody to just kick the ball out or Shido to jump on it, it doesn't happen. Um, there was a couple times during that match where it, they did that uh, after watching it back, and I was like, oh, my God, this is just going to come back to bite. Um, yep. But getting holding on with a man down for that long, only giving up a point to watch them turn around and basically get Chattanooga by Tucson. <laughs> I know. I love that. I, love, yeah. I was very happy to see that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the fact that even though they had two games in two goals after and, the 80th minute, right? They gave up two goals after the 80th yeah. minute. Yeah, they did. And honestly, I think what <laughs> it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the fact is they had two games in hand and they could only get a point on the road against us. And then they turn around and get another point when they were trying to make up, you know, I yeah. feel a lot. I'd feel a lot worse about our draw had they beaten Tucson. If 
um, if Greenville and Chattanooga were to win out, we would still be tied top of the table. And, and we'd probably have a lead on goal difference. Right. <laughs> goal yeah, I difference. Mean, yeah, I mean, which is like, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is we have the Golden Glove leader in goal right now, and that alone is what's helping us on that category. Yeah, with, uh, with some significant disruption in, you know, our back line as well. Well, and on top of it, he could ship a few more goals and still be pretty healthy in the lead as it is because the next closest is not that close. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't think Sheed's back there making a lot of mistakes. Neither, no, I don't right? think so. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was pretty critical of the team's performance in um, Data Dump, which you can find online at uh, WGAH media.com um yeah and you know i I think statistically we we were bad in that game and you know i didn't do the work and that's on me to suss out whether we were also bad before um we went down a man but in the conversations i had at halftime you know certain contributors to this pod not named you know luke right whatever it was jr uh, JR thought we were very lucky to also be up one goal. Uh, and I assume he paid better attention than I did to the first half. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I think, you know, you look at those two top of the table clashes we've had, we, we've, we've been kind of tight, right? And just like yep. we were in that first game against Madison. And with the exception of that first game against Madison, we've gotten something out of those games. Right. You know, I think that's a positive, um, which leads so me to my next question. Well, I have well, a question yeah. real quick. Do yeah, you, go ahead. Do you think then that – so here's the difference with Greenville 2 is going to be in Omaha. Right? Yeah, I'm going to wake the up next, that morning. Yeah, the next – well, damn. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I won't be thinking of you. Um, yeah, you don't need to feel sorry for me, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it back in time. Fair. Okay. Um, Chattanooga, the next time we play them, or the only other time, right? We only play them twice this year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's in Tennessee. So yep. now we've, we've played there once. It was last year, uh, the game that Luke likes to bring up all the time. Um, <laughs> Everybody loves but, to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my question would be, Knowing that Chattanooga, I mean, Chattanooga was peppering based on stats. If you just looked at numbers, they had way more shots on goal than us. They, you know, they had more shots in general than we did. They beat us so, by almost two goals in expected goals, which is right. the, the first time it's ever. I mean, again, our previous worst game was uh, Greenville, and, and we only were down about one XG. So, so I, I guess my I, question do would be think is, is that nerve wracking? No, I I think I don't think so. I think part of the problem with the last game was, you know, at, at some point, I, I think we talked about this at the time, you and I. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you get running and then you trip, you you sort of stumble, and we were stumbling into that Chattanooga game, right? Like yeah, sure. the pressure of an eight-game unbeaten streak. We we'd been terrible in Tormenta. You, you sort of thought we'd expended mm-hmm. all the emotional energy possible just getting that draw and then to wake up a couple days later at 11 a.m and play a game in the hot sun in the middle of nowhere right. um, 
you know, not that Chattanooga is the middle of nowhere, but that stadium seems to be between a forest and a highway. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I think the team can be forgiven for a bad performance there. Um, You know, and and I think we've also talked about we're we're not the invincibles, right? Like we're not going to win. We're not going to win every game. And I think the thing people forget about the Invincibles is they had a pretty low point total uh, on the year that year. Yeah, I was going to say, they had a lot of draws, too. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, it was, un, it was unbeaten, not a, yeah, not a, completely a – they're not the Miami Dolphins, yeah. 72 Dolphins. Exactly. But So, I don't think, I don't think it's a huge issue mm-hmm. that we have to go to Chattanooga because I think – um, one thing I, I said at the end of the game after I was done bragging about my exacto uh, was that um, there is genuine bad blood brewing between the two clubs based on a, a bunch of factors. And, and that's kind of fun. You, you know, what you couldn't really see on the video was multiple players telling the berm to shut up after that goal, which is both insulting and infuriating, but it's also what really drives good, uh, good rivalries, right? Like as again, Jr. said, that's what you want to happen. Like that means we're doing our job and we're in their heads. If they find it necessary to celebrate in front of us and tell us to be quiet. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm excited where, where does it go? And I'm not too nervous about the fact that we have to go to Chattanooga because there's enough guys from that team last year still on the roster and enough well, and everybody on the team just lived through what just happened on July 3rd. And I think uh, the, the desire for vengeance will be strong. You know, we just need to start matching physicality. I think when it comes to some of those matches like that. Um, oh, that's a great point. It, it does kind of seem like we've been, um, we don't do great with the layoffs. <laughs> it's the second game. No. We've, we've come back from a long layoff and, and had a rough time um, again with the physicality. And I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. why I've been hard enough. I've been hard enough on the team for this game. I don't need to, what they are, are, are not doing, but uh, speaking yeah. of those teams, uh, it's about the midpoint in the season. Uh, what three teams are you most worried about facing in the playoffs? Third to first. Hmm. You can go see. first to third if it's easier. Um, I'd say the team right now. Who am I most worried about? I would say the team I'm probably the most worried about. If I if we had to play the if the playoffs started today, the team I'd be the most worried about is Chattanooga. Uh, not because I think that they could like beat us beat us i just think that they're going to come in and play a a physical dirty game not dirty as in cheating just dirty like they they do a lot of those little things you know like the extra little push the standing over jp when he's down on the ground to irritate <laughs> yeah, him, yeah yeah that type of stuff that our guys need to like also keep their cool with and i just think that in the playoffs when you play a team like that that can get under your skin uh I think that in a one-time match where anything could happen, they could easily get a goal late like they like to do if it's 0-0 late and they, they somehow sneak a win against you, even if you are considered the quote-unquote better team. Yeah. So I'd say them. Um, 
you know, I I'm trying to think. I, if North Carolina can continue their path and somehow sneak in as a late one, they could be uh, they could be a worrisome team to play. Um, just because they're young and dumb enough that they're just not going to care, <laughs> you know. Um, it's well, like, if they got to the playoffs, they'd be just piping hot. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. Like they're on they're on kind of that path where they're starting to get results against. Like they got that they got another result against Greenville. You know, they're kind of they're just they're starting to find their footing. And halfway through the season, if you start finding your footing, you can get hot real quick and. They've played a lot of tough teams already that, you know, there's going to start playing teams similar level. And the one scary part about a young team is when they start getting experience and they're already good, all of a sudden all that stuff comes together. So they could be – I mean, if, if they made the playoffs, they'd be somebody I'd worry about. And I think Madison's another one I'd worry about. And, again, I go back to Madison plays a physical style of soccer. And – I think part of the reason why we struggled in Madison and lost that match was because they came and they had some heavy hits and they got away with some stuff early and the ref let some stuff go and some, you know, bad decisions in our eyes went, went, you know, didn't get called. And I think that if Madison can play that type that style of a match, we've, we've shown that we struggle beating them from time to time. Um, we've only won one time against them. You know, so it's 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 one of those things that like they're another team that if they're in the playoff, they're likely a five or a six seed. So if they win, they've won a game on the road already. You know, let's say we're a one or a two seed. Now they're coming to Omaha already having won a playoff match and no and having seen us four times already this season. So right. they'd be another one I'd worry about. Um, you know, I I guess it depends. If you ask me this question two months from now and Greenville looks different, it might be Greenville. I'm just. You would I not would, be worried if Greenville showed up for a playoff game tomorrow. And I wouldn't either. No. <laughs> no, I mean, they they ended up starting their backup keeper against NCFC. I saw that. And I, I, I'm sure some of it was just something. International duty broke him somehow. <laughs> I don't know if it was giving the up hair. so many goals. Yeah, the hair. I don't know what it was, but the guy, he's broken somehow. And I think that they had to sit him not just for rest, but I think a lot of it was just this guy needs a mental break for a second. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, obviously, you have to respect Greenville. They're coming off of technically two different, you know, back to back championship appearances, one of which. Last year, they they were awarded the championship with, you know, I mean, they were end to end the top team. Last I believe year. I believe the official I believe the official position of the Who Gives a Hoot Media Empire is they won uh, the regular season. Yes, of League One last year, they did, and you know, <laughs> but but they're but they're still. I mean, regardless of how we designate it, they're still the defending champs. So you have to respect them in some way. Absolutely, um, absolutely, but. I'm not as worried about – I wouldn't be as worried if we were playing them on Friday instead of Madison instead of when we – how I felt when we played them on ESPN2 or, you know, after yeah they had had a week and a half off. And we – I mean, I feel like we could probably go into Greenville and, and beat them. and Or if they were coming to Omaha, we could probably beat them. It, it might be an ugly 1-0 win, but we would beat them. 
Nice. Well, let's so, uh, yeah. let's use that as an opportunity to transition here uh, into Friday's game. How are you feeling going okay. to the game on Friday? Uh, the only thing that I'm worried about is our layoff. Um, you know, I Madison getting – I picked them to lose uh, – lose to to uh, North Texas by the same goal difference, just not the same scoreline. I, I picked 3 nil. Yeah, well, <clears throat> as John pointed out to me after I made the pick, North Texas now has 14 points at home and zero points on the road. So it's not that it's not that big of a leap to say that they're going to be on fire at home. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. You got Madison coming off of in Texas. They're not going to want to take another thumping, even though I did pick us to win big, but it's mostly because it's Madison. Um, you gotta. Yeah, and part of it was uh, my my week of pickums did not go well. I got one total point, uh, which dropped me to third, and so I need to pick some crazy you scores. You think strategically in it, yeah. Well, you have to, right? Yeah, but, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I've been trying to. I've been trying to go against my own wisdom. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess Friday, my biggest concern is that we're coming off of the bye week. Even though I think our guys really needed the the bye week, they needed the chance to recuperate. It looked like a few of the guys got the chance to like either go home or go see people. Um, you know, Austin, Austin was posting pictures. It looked like he may have gone and visited family or something. You know, so. Yeah. I think those guys needed that. They needed that opportunity to kind of not just be thinking about soccer. Sometimes they just need that break. But I worry that Jay, not- Jay talked about it in his post game interview too, right? I, I yeah. think he 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 implied that it was a you know midsummer break kind of situation. It, it it reminds me of, and I know you, it seems like whenever you and I are just on college football can come up, but <laughs> it, it reminds me of those where you get that just like the perfect bye week where it just happens to land at the right time for whatever reason for your team, you know, yeah. and, and some, in some years you don't, some year, you know, even you look at Greenville, a lot of their like long breaks were early in the season. They're not going to necessarily have that throughout the season. So I think we're, well, you know, getting... you know, they browbeat the league into letting them when they knew they weren't going to have Dallas J they were going to oh, take, yeah. Right. An international break. Yeah. 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 And yeah. boy, I, I'm glad that didn't work out for him. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> I mean, I guess my, my concern is always like, it's is Madison, like the wounded dog, you know, like they're coming in, they just got thumped. They don't want to lose again. They know that they can't, you know, probably start. They're starting to think you're getting into the second half of the season. You can't afford to be dropping points now. Um, you especially can't afford to go on the road and lose two in a row on the road. I I still feel have, like we're going to beat them, but they, they've that, historically but, had our number, right? Yeah. I mean, we've not taken a lot of points off of them. Mm-hmm. I'm uh yeah. here. I'm looking up their record here. Um, but while we're on the subject to college football. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're going to do this one last. This is always the last one. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling okay going into the game. One of the things that I'm really focused on, something I'd like your opinion on, what are your thoughts on having an 8 p.m. kickoff on a Friday? Um, 
Well, since I signed my daughter up for the Little Owls Club, <laughs> and uh, so she's coming to this. This is the first match where I get her her free ticket. Uh, I don't mind it just because I get off work about three thirty or four. Gives me time to. We actually, my daughter's in uh, dance camp. She has a little performance on Friday, so it gives us time to do that. Dance camp. Uh, it also gives her the, us the chance to have dinner beforehand. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I hear uh, there's a pizza tailgate too. There, there is a pizza tailgate, which that may just end up being dinner, which is fine with me. But it's what the I, Turner family usually does for dinner on Fridays. I, yeah, we do too. Actually, um, it's it's a tradition brought from the from the hunters, which is my wife's maiden name. Um, so they hunted pizza at pizza ranch, not animals. Um, that was a terrible joke, and but we're leaving it in. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I, you know, I, I think the thing I, that has always been really weird about our matches with Madison, even dating back to last season, is they're always on weird dates and times. Yeah. Uh, we, we've either played them on a weekday. Well, cause our, it's because our front office doesn't respect their supporters group. Haven't you heard that? Oh, yeah. Huh. That's yeah. exactly why. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm quite positive that, you know, everyone is so involved in hurting Madison's feelings that that's exactly why we've played them at weird times and dates. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that we have so much control over that. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, I, it's our front office that makes the whole schedule for the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, like, I think we've played them – I think this is the second time we've played them on a Friday. We've played them on Wednesdays, obviously, and I think our other matches have been on Sundays. Did Was uh, the game away that we lost on a Friday? No, the or game we lost was a Wednesday. I thought. I thought that was a midweek. It, it was. Uh, no. Yeah, they beat us on a Wednesday. Yeah, and then we beat them Wednesdays or Sundays. Yeah, but even last year, I think we it wasn't last year. I think we were our home it was match. A big game, yeah, was a yeah. Wednesday, and then we were there on a Sunday. We we're in Milwaukee on a Sunday. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't get why they do that. It, you would think that that one of the teams that we were closest geographically to, you'd try and make it easier for fans to like be able to go, but. No, no, but the front office of Union Omaha obviously doesn't respect uh, the flock enough to do that. So, <coughs> oh man, we're not even subtweeting these comments today. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm glad it's a Friday, not a Wednesday. I, to be honest, I mean, it is what it is. I'm actually selfishly glad it's on a Friday because I actually am going down to the U.S. Men's National Team game against Canada on Sunday in Kansas City. So I'm glad that there's a day yeah, in between right. so that I'm not like in too much trouble for It'd be having cool in- like somebody sent me marketing emails about the US men's national team being in Kansas City. But um, neither here nor there. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just had a friend that was like, Hey, I have an extra ticket. And I was like, sure. So well, I watched the game against Haiti the other day and I was like, you know, at some point in my life I could like go to this. Yeah. But I didn't think that the next game would be this weekend, but whatever. Yeah. So I yeah I mean I don't know I Friday or Saturday it is what it is I I don't know with as few teams as we have in the league I don't fully understand why the league has this like tendency to want to spread these matches out over so many days. I mean, here's 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 my theory on it right like I know I've made a bunch of jokes and I hope 
everyone in the Union Omaha front office knows that they're jokes. Uh, anyone else, I'm dead serious about this. This is 100% <laughs> true. Um, but no, so I, I actually think the reason for it is pretty simple. Um, you know, everybody thought this was going to be a rivalry. And so, the, you know, the league acts like they have a national TV contract yes. and puts games like this in good TV windows. Right. Sure. Like, okay. it's yeah. the, right. Like we've never, I don't think we've ever played Madison while other matches are going on. And that's a good point. Right. Like I get that. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, except does, they don't have a national TV contract. It's on ESPN. Exactly. Plus. <laughs> and right, yeah, I was just going to say clubs like, are close enough to travel and it does make it very difficult for folks to travel. And I think, you know, this is something that, you know, I joke about a lot, both on this podcast and off this podcast, but you know, it does make it hard. Um, you know, if, if this is not, you know, if it's not easy for you to spend PTO, if you don't have a flexible work environment, mm -hmm. right. Like, you know, I, I'd like to think that everybody does, but I think, you know, I've been reading a lot of articles on the state of the modern world. That's not accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So not for me. I mean, personally, I do have that, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. There are yeah, a lot of people too. that don't. Um, Shout out to Dokimo with their unlimited PTO policy. That's awesome. Uh, it's great. And, and they yeah. have a mandatory minimum too, which is really the only ethical way to implement it. So yeah, that's actually really smart. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that all makes sense to me. It, if we were playing in MLS, uh, you know, or we were another league in the, in the world, you know, I mean, it's, it's why EPL for a while tried to do Monday night football and copy the NFL and yeah. have that standalone match. It's, it's, you know, let's, let's throw in a college, uh, college football reference. It's why there's Mac Wednesdays or Tuesdays or whatever. Right. Like it's, it's why the big 10 in their contract with Fox has, the 11 o'clock or the big noon kickoff because they put their big marquee match then because that's when all the crappy games usually are happening. Yeah. And, and so they, Oh, we'll get more eyeballs on the TV. It, but again, the big 10 has a big Fox contract. Uh, <laughs> right. And right. MLS has a huge, has huge contracts with national TV providers. Like you, you're getting national exposure. And even when MLS does things like that, it's their numbers aren't what Monday night football is doing. Their numbers aren't what big new kickoff is. So right. the for, clubs are probably spending a combined five figures to, <laughs> right. To, <laughs> to have this game and, broadcast. Like, and so, and so to get there, I mean, yeah. So for, for us to be playing Madison on a Friday to maybe get 50 more viewers because, ESPN plus that day or there's another soccer on for whatever reason you know but it's also not intriguing of enough I don't think it's been become enough of an intriguing matchup to actually draw just the general USL one viewer well neither team is known for its you know expansive play style well no right? but even but even <laughs> like North Texas and Madison with, you know, it's the El Plastico. Yeah, well, to, well, you, you can't, know. you can't, you can't. North Texas is chaos personified. And right. I would watch, I would watch North Texas over teams. I actually support because I know I must see some crazy stuff. 
Um, but I just it's but it's one of those things that's like there's there's stuff like that that grew somehow naturally, right? Or it, staying with the Madison train, them and them in Richmond, where the supporters, you know, the the black supporters groups are the ones that develop something together and the teams turned it into something. And I, I think that the league is recognizing that with Greenville and Omaha. And that's why we got the ESPN two matchup. But don't you think I did say say this on walk? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I I just said, I did say this on walk in 90. I truly, truly hope that we um, are in the championship game as the host. Um, at the end, at the end of this season, because obviously for a lot of reasons, the ESPN two has to be forced to show the game in a baseball stadium. <laughs> because yeah, right. that was the whole rumor about why uh, it wasn't going to be the October matchup, and or it had to be the one in Greenville because they wanted to be at a soccer stadium. Well, I mean, you know, I I think like I'm I'm in favor, like I, I think from a media strategy a grow the league perspective. It gives you a whole day of content. It, you know, it like, it's the right thing for the league to be doing. I think I don't, you know, one of my questions on here is, is this a rivalry or not? And we've talked about it so many times. And I think, you know, my answer is yes, it is a rivalry. And, you know, it feels like both the supporters and the, the team itself in Madison want to put their fingers in their ears and scream that it's not a rivalry and they don't care about us. But I, you know, we talked about this the last time we did a pod together. Like, um, they don't, they don't care until the match is there and then they care a whole lot. (laughs) Right. Right. But the reality is, is if you hate another team's fans and players, that's a rivalry. (laughs) Right. And, I, you know, I, I think before I, I gave it, I, I called it the Colorado rivalry, right? Like, yeah. Oh, it, it totally is. And, and that's that's what it's come down to. Unfortunately, we may be the Colorado here, but certainly well, in their yeah. mind we are. <laughs> we, we uh, yeah, our fans like to chirp, and that's okay. I appreciate it. But it's I just – a good identity for us. I, I also think that – while the matches haven't been aesthetically pleasing matches necessarily, Preach. they they have, yeah. Well, I was trying to be kind, but they they those are the types of matches that lend to players, especially. It's gonna be, it's harder when you play in a league like ours where you don't always have the same players season to season. Um, you know, we're we're lucky to have returned that core group we did. You don't always get that with with our level of soccer because yeah. guys move on or whatever. Well, you know, everybody's on a one and one contract. Exactly. So, I, but the games, the style of games that are played, and the score lines, they those are ones that tend to lend themselves to players developing a rivalry because you start getting frustrated that you can't beat a team, or frustrated because this team always fouls us in this way and they get away with it or whatever it is. And, you know, I, I, I think that, I think that if, if the league had just let it develop naturally, I think over the course of how many times we end up playing them with this unbalanced schedule, it's going to develop into something, just probably not what they expected it to. I think they thought it was going to be, I think that's well said. 
I think it was going to be Matt. They thought it was going to be Madison Richmond. They thought we were going to come up with the Bird Cup and that it was going to become this big thing. We and, made somebody, somebody in our fan base made a Bird it, Cup, and yeah, but, but the, but the, like, the league, the league was like, "We're going to do this," and the Madison front office said, "No, you're not. This isn't something right. we're a part of." And and that's that's what it just comes down to is like Matt and I. I don't know. I, I'm going to say respect to. I have respect for Madison to say don't force us into something that we don't want. You know, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's like, they didn't want it to become a rivalry for whatever reason. I, I'm not going to speculate. I want it to be a rivalry. Oh, I, mean, me, I, think, I think at this level, there's so much connection with the fans. Right. And like, yep. you, you know, I, I think at a, an NLS level, like when I was a rapid season ticket holder, you know, I knew people in the front office but they're not taking my suggestions on stuff. They're not seeking right. my input, right? Whereas, like, you know, members of parliament have regular and routine access to members of the ownership group, members of the front office, right? Front and, office, like, yeah, yeah are, are providing I mean, continual feedback. So that happens throughout yeah. the league. And then the, the distance between the players and the fans is also really small. And yeah, so... I I, I think both of those things, one, the the fans in Madison clearly have not wanted this to be a rivalry and certainly did not last year, right? Right. Um, well, they didn't want much so, of anything last year. Yeah. Well, I, no, no. But but I think like, so if you're the front office, you hear this loud and strong because yeah. you're meeting routinely with members of the supporters group. And certainly their leadership has been more vocal than anybody about this, right? Right. Um, so, you know, you take that cue from there, but then, you know, you talk about the turnover and I think one thing that really makes a difference is, you know, we're talking to players and we're saying, we really want you guys to beat these guys. Right. Like, so they're, and, and they're monitoring social media, they're following, you know, fans, whatever. And so like, I think that helps develop bad blood as well. Because play because there's such a there's such minimal distance between everybody right. in the fan base, so like players are able to quickly pick up what the fan base wants. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I I just think honestly, I think what it came down to was everybody assumed geographically were going to become a rival because it was the closest team, and I don't for whatever reason it became this like this isn't college football, even though that happens in every soccer league in this freaking world. Like, yeah. Right. You know, why, I mean, are, why are the Rapids in Salt Lake city rivals? Right. Right. It just, I mean, it just makes, you know, and, and something based on existing tensions between Colorado and Utah. Well, and you know, I, if we're going to use MLS comparisons that got forced on people, the LA, the El Trafico was kind of one of those forced things. But then the games themselves and how the finishes happened and the personalities from the team at the time, that developed into more of a rivalry than everybody was expecting it to, I think, you know, versus it just being a forced thing at first. Yeah. And so I, I think that's where Omaha and Madison could go. It also, the hard part is when you're in a small of the league as we're in, like, everybody in a sense is going to be a rival in some way, shape or form, you know, right. Right. Was Chad and Chattanooga. It's turning in, you know, obviously we, we, I'm saying our fans 
said a lot of things about what happened last season and gave them crap about their stadium and all that stuff. But then the players, you can tell in the way that their team plays and their style, they came out and they were, they weren't going to give an inch and they wanted to come out and they wanted to beat the top dogs. And so I just, I, I think that you're going to always have some level of that because of what you said. And also just the fact that there's so few teams anyway, you know, it's not, it's not like championship where you're in a division and they're, you know, and there's, what do they have? 35, 40 teams. Ironically, ironically, if we were in the championship, we would absolutely be rivals with Madison. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because because there, there are so many teams that you can only really be rivals with teams in close geographic proximity to you. Right. Because they put you in divisions and you have to, you know, we'd have an OKC and all. Yeah. So anyway, right. Right. And, and that goes back to the fact that rivalries are based on geography, people in close proximity, right? Like if you're an average fan in Nebraska, you have feelings about Wisconsin, right? For a variety of reasons. Um, you know, I, I, I this, let me just put it this way. If 30 years from now, we were still in league one for some crazy reason and Madison and Greenville were still around the Madison match would be considered a rivalry because of geography and no one would question it, but there'd be a whole lot of people that would need the backstory as to how Greenville became our rival. Absolutely. If I'm going to use, I'll use EPL for an example. And I'm not saying that either team is Manchester United or Liverpool, but the Manchester United Liverpool rivalry makes some geographical sense, but really it makes sense because they were two of the top teams for so long. Exactly, and they and they well, battled sorry. back. They battled back and forth, winning championships. That it became this rivalry based on the fact that we're the two best teams in this division, and that's why we're rivals against each other. And then it became about bad blood because the fans started hating each other, right? Where yeah. Omaha and Madison's more like Manchester United, and Manchester started City, mocking each other for horrible things that happened off the field. Exactly. <laughs> but, but but Omaha and Madison's kind of like United and City, right? You have exactly. you have two teams that geographically are close to each other for a while. I mean, not to say that Madison is City and we're United, but you know, Madison finishing mid to bottom mid of the table, us finishing second last year, you know, but them now having a resurgence. It's one of those things that like you they know, had a brief pro- resurgence. You should yeah, look at their for- recent results though. <laughs> No, I agree. But it's one of those things that, like, for a long time, Manchester United fans did not acknowledge City as a rival because City wasn't this good team at all. And they, you know, they had they were not even in the first division for a really long time and they were in the Premier League at all, you know. And then all of a sudden they got flushed with cash. And that's always the knock against City fans, right? Like, oh, you've only been a fan since 2008, you know. (laughs) So, but anyway, so, yeah, I mean – is it a rivalry? I I'd say yes, only because it matters. It matters to Omaha fans. I think it matters to Madison fans more than they want to admit. I think there were people that tweeted things out before the last match of if you're not a Madison fan, don't yeah, don't, don't talk to talk, me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Blah, blah. like you don't say things like that unless you feel some kind of like some kind passion. of way. Yeah, like there's some kind of passion about this team you're about to play against. So, well, I, I think, um, you, you know, I, I think the other thing, just to wrap this up, 
yeah. is they, they set the benchmark for fan engagement mm-hmm. in season one, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think as, as entering the league season two, you, you know, it is human instinct to pick the biggest, baddest on the block and say, like, you know what? Like, we're going to be better than you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think some people took that worse than others. And that's well within their rights. Yeah. But we've kicked many balls since then. So it doesn't matter. We have kicked many a ball. Uh, and we're going to do so. We're going to do so again on Friday night. We are. Um, what do we need to do to win? Um, hmm. <laughs> well, the first, my first thought, which is the most obvious, is, is score. <laughs> I, but um, I mean, against Madison, that's historically been pretty difficult yeah. for us. Um, I, I, knowing how Sheed's been playing, the defense, I think, you know, I, I chalked that goal against Chattanooga up too. If we would have had 11 on the field, I don't know that we'd give that up. Not saying JP would have been the difference. Might have been somebody else in place of JP. But I think if we had had 11 on the field, you don't have guys as tired because they're not trying to make up ground for one other guy. And but, I, I think the other piece is we've been defending for 40 straight minutes, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think the, the um, amount of pressure that they put on us um, what was such that like, you know, given enough time, we were going to break, right. Like I, no one can withstand that onslaught. Yeah, and like, yeah. I, I, I think, so for me with JP, what you get is a more balanced game, right? Like it's more Absolutely. back and forth. And instead of a 40 minute stretch where they're, you know, attacking our goal, it's a five or 10. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like two or three, five minute stretches at most. Yeah. So here's my thought. I, th- I think, and I don't know if this is a question, so I might be answering one of your questions, but I, I, I think there's a possibility we see Evan back. Um, we have, <laughs> That's becoming we have, a recurring joke on this pod. Yes, but I, I honestly do. I, we've had an extra week of rest. Um, I, I know sometimes we as fans read too much into social media, but Evan has become more engaged again on social yeah. media. No, I uh... um, posting things again and adding to a story on Instagram and stuff and whatever, it could be completely bunk and the guy's not going to be on the bench again, but, um, hold on, hold on one second here. My, uh, my my Slack, I'm going to mute my Slack notifications. My, uh, (laughs) some of my, some of my boys did a Tuesday night bike race and, uh, or my buddies rather a father and son doesn't really seem like, uh, your boys. Right. I'm just going to mute my notifications here. You're good. All right. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that if that's the case, it's a different dynamic um, up top, which allows boys to drop back again, um, which I think controlling, again, it's the joke of USL one. It's always a like tail of the tape thing, but you got to control the midfield. But I think that having Boyce be able to bring his chaos more to the middle of the pitch adds a different element that we don't always get when he has to try and be up top with Greg and he, he doesn't like to stay up top. Um, yeah. Which I, I think puts us a little bit more in a defensive shell. Yeah. And I, I think Hurst, obviously Hurst, I mean, outside of Lomas who, for whatever reason, the guy's just on a tear still, but you know, Greg's obviously, 
one of the best strikers in the league all time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, abs- I mean, you know, it's yes. a short, a short window of time that we, and uh, a set of data that we have to go off of, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's for whatever reason, we've given him a new life. He's scoring goals again. He likes to score at Warner park. Um, he was was scoring goals. <laughs> yeah. But my, my biggest I, – I don't want it to be like the Euro final where we score something super early and then it completely, like, changes our game plan in some way. Like for us against Tucson. Yeah. However. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would – I would I feel better when we score, like, in the However, 30th. However, Tucson 35th has minute. scored more goals than Ford Madison. Uh, as has every team in the league but two of them, South Georgia Tormenta and – North Carolina. So, and that's the thing is like, I think if we get a goal before halftime, I think that we can easily hold on for one nil. I think if we get two, there's no way that Madison comes back on us. And honestly, the way, the way that North Texas match went for them, it feels like that if they get a couple scored on them quickly, they kind of fall apart. I mean, that, North Texas scored what two in the first fifteen minutes? Uh, I think two in the first ten. Yeah, and then they had three by halftime. And by the time Madison got one back, I think it was already four nil. So you know, I mean, that match ended four one, and that it was. I mean, if you play FIFA enough and you get a goal late, it's like, oh, is that just a consolation goal when you're down four goals? And um, that's kind of that's kind of yeah, what it was, right? It like. Was. You're down four nil. You get a goal, and it's kind of like, ooh, good for us. We got a goal. Um, so the goals were scored in the second minute, sixteenth minute, and then sixty fourth and seventy fourth minutes. Okay, so they went up two. They were up two nil at halftime. Then, if you ignore their last game against North Texas, they're averaging okay. one goal per game. Okay, and they're scoring about one goal per game. Right? I mean, to me, this is primed for a frustrating. 1-1 draw at home, but it's, you know, it's hard to say. They're a bad offensive team, and they're a good defensive team. Yeah, and unfortunately, you could have just said that about Omaha. I mean, we've been scoring more, but we're still the same way. Like, I, I, I would go ahead and say we're a better offensive team than they are, and we are right. a better defensive team than they are, though. <laughs> but I don't know how much more we are offensively, like, it's not like we're like gangbusters scoring goals left and right either. So no, no. So, but all right. Anyway, what you is your, other... what is your prediction for the game? All right. So I, I threw out a fire pick only because uh, I, if I get it right, then it might help me make up some points in our, in our pick but I said three nil. I don't know if it'll actually be three nil. I honestly, it's I did guess. that. I do that because of the pick I honestly, my gut feeling is it's going to be, it's going to be one nil. I think that we get a goal sometime before halftime and we, we squeak out another three points against them. Um, I think the guys will be better rested. They'll be ready. Um, and I, you know, they like playing at Warner park. They like playing at home and we, we don't give up a ton of points at home. So I, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, uh, I, I'm picking a one nil win. If it's a draw, I think that it's zero zero draw. I don't know that they score on us. Uh, I, I think one one as an emotional hedge. Okay. Yep. Because uh, yeah, again for Beckham. But, uh, 
Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's let's do a bonus question, and then right. of course our final question. Perfect. Who's the team's midseason MVP? Uh, all right. So the obvious pick is Greg. Um, the obvious, obvious pick. Yeah, that's the most obvious pick. He he's scored very important goals. Um, he's, you know, I mean, especially with Evan being down, to have Greg continue <laughs> to score goals has been has been huge. Well, and, um, and Evan has historically been the scorer of important goals. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And you know, I, Greg Greg Hurst was brought in to be the out and out striker, and that's exactly what he's done. And he's thrived off of the role he's been given. And I think it only gets better when he has a true striker part, striking partner up top with him. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say he's probably the easy fan pick. Um, I would also give a, a, a good shout to Dami um, for midseason MVP just because I know some of his chances created have waned a little bit. And that but, was tied last I checked. Yeah, but – Dami, he's just – he's a difference maker. Uh, his runs, they have to – you have to know where he is on the field. Um, he's He looks better – it's weird to say this, but he looks better defensively even this season. Um, he, he just looks more tenacious and wants to get after it, get into tackles. He doesn't look af- like he's afraid of anything. Um, so if it's not Greg, I think Dami is our midseason MVP. All right, I, got a, I got a wild card for you because I thought you would go Greg Hurst, uh, who, again, I agree is the obvious pick. He has three game-winning goals. Uh, he had the tying goal in our game against Chetnell. And so, you know, you can attribute, you know, two for uh, like at least what? Hold you on. said three, three game winners and a tie? At, at least. I don't ten, – So at least ten points. Yeah, I like to, you know, and again, if you go from what it could have been to what it was, you know, that's that's seven uh, added points alone himself right there. And what's our total on the season? Uh, 22. 22 right now. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, he's he's contributed again. If, if his goals, you take away his goals, you lose about a third of our points on the season, which but, probably puts us in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, that said, I think the other piece um, I think Jake crawl, because if Jake crawl had not okay. come in and been able to play center back mm-hmm. consistently, right. He hasn't been taken off. He hasn't, uh, he was, but that was, you know, we, we got to have someone else have game minutes, right? Like, and we were up two goals in the 90th minute. Yeah, I was going to say it was late. It yeah, wasn't and like... I don't even think he was taken off. I think Dami was taken off and he moved to left back, but yeah. you know, I think, Early June, we had a major emotional disruption and a major on-field disruption. And if Jake doesn't step up and fill that role competently, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've probably given up more goals than we would otherwise. But he's been able to do well enough. We're still in the top of the table. And I think without him, you know, it's hard to say we would be. So I, I think he's been the underrated MVP of, of the the season. I, just to piggyback off that, I think that had Jake not been able to do that, I think that we would have likely seen a signing at that position to try and find somebody because I don't know that we have 
I, I don't know that Blake is the guy. Um, yeah, fair yeah. enough. I mean, I, I bet we would have seen Amir back there. Like, we would have started to see, you know, yeah, we yeah. would have really started to see some creativity. Things. Yeah, I mean, and maybe maybe that's a signing, but I'm skeptical on that one. I, I just part of me is like, if Jake doesn't work out, and you do you want to lose a mirror in the midfield for a long period of time? Do you at least try and find? another center back or you're at least bringing guys in to see if they can make it work that it's worth the signing even if yeah. they're not willing to spend the money you might need to yeah or, maybe, maybe you get another guy on loan i mean i, I think you yeah. have to get i think you have to get really desperate in a way that's not helpful in a position you know you bring in a striker on loan okay but like you know that that center back position and so and, and kudos to jake right for yeah for sticking with this team one, right. When you are clearly the fifth option out of four. Yep. Um, and then staying ready. Right. Like, you know, I, oh, I always yeah. cheesy when people talk about it like that, but like, you know, you want to talk about a guy being ready to be the next guy up. Like I think he's, he's been that next guy up. Yeah. And, and not just physically, but mentally he was ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I think it's, yeah. it's the whole package, right? Like, you, you know, you gotta be in a position where you went from, starting the first game in club history to, you know, you, you didn't play the last quarter of the season. Like you mm -hmm. lost your position and to come back and, you know, thank goodness he found love in a, in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> no, from right. Omaha, from Omaha with love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think that's probably a little unfair, but. No, but I mean, I, I think, you know, something kept him here, which is fine. Whatever it is, if it's yeah. com if it's his competitive nature and not wanting to lose his spot, that's awesome. If it's because he found a significant other that keeps him here, that's great too. Yeah, but whatever. He's glad... willing to come back and be that first defender <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I'm glad he did because he clearly has that I, – I lean towards it's the competitive side of him because of what you just said of being ready and he came off and showed that he's ready for it. Yeah, I, I, he's a he's a great guy, and I think he's I think he's calm and has the personality for it, right? Like, yeah, he's that sort of still waters run deep kind of guy. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, um, any other questions? That's is it. Just the last question that we usually ask. It's just the last question. Who gives a hoot? We do. We do. 